Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan Connolly. Uh, the allotment I need moved up from January into the fall here, if you can come through for me. Or maybe Rebecca can help us out. Uh, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night, state night at Ruth's Chris, where two can dine for $120. What a treat we have for you uh, coming up at this time. He is a... Uh, some guys pay their way into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and other guys are actually in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We welcome uh, back into the studio here at 630 Chad, uh, a guy that uh, had the misfortune of wrapping up his Oilers broadcasting career, spending his final two years with a stiff name stopper. We welcome in Rod Phillips. Yeah. Hello, Rod. Hi, Bob. How are you? That's not true. I enjoyed those uh, those two years working with you. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we uh, we had a lot of laughs along the way. We and needed to. The team wasn't yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that was the unfortunate part about it. But uh, it was, uh, you know, I had a great run. Yeah. Uh, you know, five Stanley Cups and uh all the rest of it. So uh, no, I have I have no complaints. Uh, so you haven't done the games for eight years, but in right. seven or eight uh, since 2010, because you did some ga- you did some games in 10, 11, yeah, but, 10 but Jack games. came in in 2010. Yeah, uh, I said earlier in the show you were uh, you're, you're the most popular sports personality, uh, sports media personality the city has ever seen. You are. That, that is a, an undeniable fact, in my opinion. I mean, I like John Short, great guy. Uh, Wes Montgomery, terrific guy. Great, uh, great on-air person. Uh, Brian Hall, we joke all the time. No one really likes Halsey. It's kind of like me, right? Like it's just kidding, Halsey. But but you are a guy that resonates with this fan base, Rod. People to this day, um, they they still love. Do you, do you feel that warmth and, and stuff when you're around town and people well, strike? You know, there, I, uh, I I am quite amazed because uh, uh, you know I retired in, as you say eight years ago, but I still have people coming up to me, uh, you know, at Safeway or you know the liquor store or, or what a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know they'll introduce themselves and say you know I listened to you uh, all my life and and really enjoyed the broadcast. So 
that that makes you feel good uh but uh you know uh, uh it's uh it was a great run and uh uh you know uh, i hated to see it end but you know, the time was right, so uh, here I am, here you are. eight years later. All right. Uh, you mentioned a liquor store, and I'll never forget. So, <laughs> uh, you know, 2008, the opportunity presents itself, and I think I had uh, 36 hours to decide. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I remember first road trip, you looked at me and you said, now, Bob, how many games did the U of A lose last year? And they won the national title. Like Derek Ryan, who signed with Calgary, was on that team. Yeah. And I go, uh, well, they lost about seven all season. And he go, and you said, we're gonna lose about forty-five. <laughs> so, so you're gonna you're gonna need to learn rule number one. And what was that? Win or lose, we're still in the booze. So that was. And at that point, I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a fun time. And, and so, so I, I, I you got a great memory. You, well, you, yeah, I, I can say whatever I want and go with it, right? But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you did say that. You said, you know, this is the NHL, and even good teams lose thirty games in a year, and we might lose forty-five this year. So you need to be the same after every game so uh, get yourself self-medicated and uh, now the one thing that I think helped your you know, and we'll get to the genesis of how you ended up becoming the Oilers radio play-by-play voice and uh, we're going to hit on some of the names of the past that you got to know but one of the things I think that helped you towards the end was the team going from commercial flying yeah. Oh, yeah. To private charter after nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, uh, the, the the first year I I did the orders games in seventy uh, four. Uh, I guess it was seventy three seventy four. Yeah. It was the second year of the WHA, and uh, the orders had their own uh, aircraft. It was a uh, twin prop job, and it held about forty people. We were coming back from Vancouver one night, uh, on a Sunday night, I believe it was, and uh, we hit some clear air turbulence, and the plane fell about 5,000 feet. And at the time, guys were still eating dinner, and right. you know, a lot of them didn't have their seatbelts done up. Uh, we fell and we stopped, you know, very hard. And there's food, and you know, guys flying around the airplane. Both flight attendants were knocked out unconscious. Wow! So we, you know, everybody scrambles up, and we we strap our ourselves back, you know, get our seatbelts done up again, and we're we're starting we're starting to elevate again, and he he turns it a little left uh, to get back on track. I don't know what he was doing, but anyhow, we fall again, another five thousand feet. Well, now it's just total. Total panic because we're 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 um, we're positive that we're not we're we're going to die that night. So the pilot of the plane he gets things under control and he said, uh, "We're just over Rocky Mountain House now, and uh, we're starting to descend in, and we're going to try to land in Edmonton." And when he said we're going to try to land in Edmonton, we uh, we were thinking, oh man, it's ending tonight. But we 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 managed to make it. Yeah. And uh, but you never liked. Was that part of the reason why you never liked flying after well, that? I, uh, that was it. I didn't. Mind, I was a good flyer uh, yeah. up until then. But after that, I mean, it was just. Uh, I just hated it. Now another guy who did not like flying. Gretz. 
And that and that's part of your. And I mean, the reverence that he has for you. He's with us about half the time, as you know. He's always accommodating with the media. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he's he's very nice to Jack and me, and uh, but he does not like flying. No. And uh, and I know that he he asks about you probably <laughs> once a road trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. I, I never talked to him anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but no, like you guys struck up a bit of a uh, yeah, well, par- partnership. I mean, uh, he uh, we sat together uh, because we were both uh, uh, both nervous flyers, and I had a window seat and he wanted to sit in the middle and uh you know uh anytime we'd hit any turbulence or anything you know we, we kind of we'd grab the seats <laughs> the seat in front of us and and uh <laughs> i can i can remember us coming into toronto one night or it was an afternoon it was really really rough and we're, we're looking out the window, and we can we come through some cloud cover, so at least we can see the land. But but we're still, you know, we're still two thousand twenty five hundred feet up in the air, and we're bouncing all around. And I look at Gretz, and he looks at me, and I say, we said almost simultaneously, "I think this is the day we're going to die." <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. But you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hockey Hall of Famer, Rod Phillips. Rod, the end of our first year together. We're flying back from Calgary of all. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, there yeah. There's five or six guys threw up on the plane in, oh, in yeah. the midsection of the plane. So we'll explain to the listeners. Uh, coaches and management sit at the front. Then yeah. the trainers and therapists, yeah. okay, equipment guys. Then the broadcast yahoos, otherwise known as the fun section of the plane, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. And then uh, usually PR, uh, uh, known as the not so fun group on the plane, <laughs> sits behind us. And then and then you've got the players. Yeah. And so we're kind of in the front, but towards the middle of the front. Yeah. So we weren't too bad, but you like we got we were getting bounced around pretty good. Oh. But you could hear players throwing up. Oh like, yeah. Like, oh, and they're li- all screaming, "Land this!" Yeah, like Damn coming thing. back from Calgary. Landed, landed. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah, that that was a terrible flight. And Dude. and then uh, I remember. I remember Buffalo? when we landed. Oh, we, yeah. You know, I I let everybody get off the plane because I was I was just a nervous wreck. And I went up and talked to the uh, the pilot and and the flight crew, and I said. My God, what the hell was going on there? It was so rough, and and they looked at me like I was crazy. They said, "Well, we had a few bumps. It was a little little heavy air, but there was no problem." I said, "No problem for you, but the guys back there." Were oh no, there were three or four <laughs> yeah. of the fellows ended up throwing up. Yeah, I know. Uh, in, I relayed this story. I was at a downtown establishment last night, uh, Pub nineteen oh five, Dan Baker, and uh, there were a few. Uh, I won't say. I'm, I'm not gonna. You know, there's the Center Ice Summit going on. So there were some high-profile coaches that were at his establishment last yeah, night. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, we were just uh, we were just talking about stupid stuff and fun stuff and all the kind of different stuff, and it was just wild. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And when we come back at 1245, we're going to connect all of this together with Rod Phillips when we come back in Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 1245 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you along with the Hall of Famer, Rod Phillips. So last night I'm at uh, Pub 1905. I won't say uh, which coaches, but they're Western Canadian. And uh, anyhow, we're talking about the uh, 2016 NHL draft, uh, which was in Buffalo. And there was a prominent player for a Canadian team that went number one that year. His name's Austin, and he's pretty damn good. He's represented by uh, a couple different agents. So I'm not going to say which agent it was, but uh, we were on a a flight after the draft. Everybody raced out of Buffalo because that year, Rod, every year the Combine's in Buffalo. And then yeah. the draft was in Buffalo. And i got to tell you, 11 days in Buffalo with two different stints in the summer, not my idea of fun, okay? So I don't mind Buffalo. It's a great city uh, for four or five days. Yeah. We fly, we fly in at St. Paul, and we hit a storm. And it pushes us, like, or in, in a Minneapolis, and 50 delays our flight 55. And it's one of those 52-seater planes. Oh, boy. It's, it's a small, oh, okay? No. There are women crying, okay? Okay, and nobody's allowed to get up. So uh, Ian Herbers and Dustin Schwartz, I remember they were on the the plane with, there was several, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, who's now with Vegas, uh, Tim Speltz, who's with the Maple Leafs now, uh, was on the plane. Anyhow, a couple of the higher profile, uh, I won't say which agency, the guys, one of the guys had changed into his jeans before he got on the plane. And, of course, like, we got pushed outside for, like, 55 minutes, right? So, and nobody had access to washrooms or anything like that. Oh. And I and so we had to race off because Edmonton Calgary guys had to get connecting flights. So we go walking by, and I'm like, oh, my God, the guy, like, he urinated on himself. That's how bad the, the turbulence was on the plane. And I'm thinking to myself... Here's a guy that's like one of the most powerful men in the business, and it just shows you. But but you know, like as a guy who traveled as much as you did, you know how tough it is. Like like it it not it literally knocks the the piss yeah. right out of you, right? Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. It, it's a very I, difficult situation. Right? Yeah, I don't think I ever peed myself, but yeah. but uh, I uh, uh, I probably I probably came close. Well, but, I, I mean, uh, and, and that's was that the worst part of the job for you was the flying? Oh yeah, yeah. It's that's and being away that, from your kids. Obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, that was the biggest reason uh, I retired. Yeah. I just, I, I just, it was, you know, it was just getting too hard uh, for me. And uh, uh, I remember coming home from Calgary. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. And when I landed, uh, I was thinking to myself, do I want to put myself through this anymore? I mean, I had been working for 38 years. Right. And, you know, I was 68 years old at the time. And and uh, so I went home, talked to Debbie, my wife, and, and uh, I said, you know what, uh, I think I'm going to pack it in. And she said, hey, 
you know if it, if it's if it's hurting you that bad uh then yeah. just eliminate it yeah. so that's what i did well it's funny because in my case uh I, i'm gonna tell you right now traveling has probably salvaged my marriage because it means I'm around Kathy less, which makes her happier. So, <laughs> so we're joined by the Hall of Famer Rod Phillips. Rod, we had uh, Dougie Lacure on, terrible. but you know it's kind of true. You got to go home tonight. Yeah. You know? Well, she has her relatives in town from Ontario. We got a we got a packed household. Okay. At the Stauffer Fortress in the city south side. Uh, Rod, uh, we had Dougie Lacure on the show earlier today, and it's yeah. but. I got a guy asking me about Wayne Gretzky's only fight and against and I and I was like, well, I thought he had more than one and uh, you know I thought I, I, so go on hockeyfights.com. There's Neil Broughton and Doug Lacure. I go Wayne fought Doug. Yeah. Doug Lacure was a tough ass. So he yeah, was, he was. He was a hard nose. Yeah, you remember? You called it. I were it, you in shock when he dropped the gloves? Oh him? well, you know I, I Wayne initiated it. Wayne started the fight, and Dougie was an Edmonton kid. Yeah, and and uh, you know it, it wasn't much of a fight because Wayne, uh, I mean, he wouldn't be upset with it. But I mean, that's that wasn't high in his skill set. Yes, <laughs> you know he had he had everything else going. So anyhow, you know, Dougie's just grabbing him, hanging on, and he's. Playing in in his hometown, and I, I I remember talking to him after the game, and and he goes, Rod, he said, what what was I gonna do? Right. Beat up Wayne Gretzky in in my hometown? There was no chance. I mean, he just felt terrible, but yeah. you know, it was he was such, he was just a sweet guy. Yeah, so really really nice guy. So uh, you, you mentioned you started doing the orders in 1973-74. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned Brian Hall. He did them the year before that. In yeah, uh, they did a limited schedule. They didn't yeah. do all the games. I think they they did most of the home games and a few road games. Yeah. So yeah. So what was the craziest uh, place you went to in the World Hockey Association? Like was it was it you know doing games in Quebec City at the time or uh, maybe Birmingham or Birmingham? Yeah. yeah. Birmingham was uh, was a great city. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a great city. Uh, I was single at the time. Okay. And uh, all right. I it, now it was, I've got it figured out it, why it was a great city. It it, it, uh, uh, it was a, a very unique place uh, in Alabama and uh, uh, yeah we had a lot of fun in uh, in Birmingham. And I've heard that often that you know uh, well I, I just because you know I'm a huge remember in 2009 when we were doing the games uh, mm-hmm. I went I went into Georgia with uh, Marty Morazic to go see the Bulldogs play. Oh at yeah, yeah, Stadium. yeah. And there was 150,000 people at the game, but only 100 in the stadium. And there was at least 40,000 women. They love sports. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah. it was it was wild. But yeah. uh, the, the, but the Birmingham Bulls also were pretty tough, weren't they? Didn't they? Oh didn't? yeah, yeah. Um, as I recall, they had a couple of big heavyweight guys and bad and news, Billado. Bad I mean, news, Billado. Yeah, he played he played with them and uh, uh, Frank Beaton. Uh, uh, you guys had Frank Beaton. We for had lot. Frank Beaton. Yeah. Yeah. I I I forget. Uh, I I forget where Beaton played for first. I I, I don't recall okay. that. But uh, I can remember uh, uh, the Oilers were playing the the Hartford Whalers yeah. when Gordy Howe was was uh, playing yeah. with Hartford and his two boys, and 
how and beaten get into it and Gordy was 51 years old you know so yeah, Bader grabs him and Howe's taking a couple of punches and he he throws him he threw Howe down on the ice and you know he had him at his mercy but he wouldn't hit him he yeah. wouldn't hit him he just held him there and held him there and and that was it and he yeah. wasn't like Doug here he was Frank Beaton was not a big man no no I mean he was 5'11 180 pounds yeah but he was strong as an ox and he was a mean little sucker I'll tell you well I, I what did Jim Matheson say he came in the league Frank never been beaten and then it was Frank seldom beaten. And then once he started to lose, it was Frank often beaten. Was, <laughs> that was Jim Matheson's line. So, so Birmingham was a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was uh, uh, San Diego was in the league for a while in the uh, WHA. That was that was a great town to go visit. Andre Lacroix and Kevin um, Morrison and yeah, guys like that. Yeah, that's right. Wow, you got a great memory. Yeah, well, I, I got to yeah. kind of fake it, right? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, yeah, San Diego was great. Uh, uh, Houston was a was a, a neat place to go. I mean, you know, it was places that you know we had never been uh, been to before. So uh, it was. Uh, I think we I, had a lot of great experiences. Rod, I think uh, Arizona might find that Houston might be a great place to go here at some point because I, <laughs> I think that's where the Coyotes might end up one day. You think in Houston? I think there's a chance Houston gets an NHL team. Yeah. No uh, kidding. Yeah, maybe wow. five to eight years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, that's that's interesting. So, uh, for, in terms of the World Hockey Association experience for your rod, did it all change when Wayne Gretzky got flown in on that deal uh, that Peter Pockley did made with Nelson Skelton? Oh, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. It a, was that a game? At that point, did the experience of the WHA, I mean, suddenly, the, 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 no disrespect to the Jim Harrisons of the world who was a fine no, player himself, no. yeah. but you got... It this, gave the league instant credibility. Yeah, from around the country, because Gretz was a great player, and and they already knew that. Even they uh, they knew that, but you know, um, he he, uh, he he was signed by Nelson Scalbania to play with Indianapolis. Okay, right. the a lot of people forget this. The first two goals he ever scored in his career were against the Oilers, and the first one was from behind the net in Indianapolis, and Eddie Meal was in goal for the Oilers. The Oilers outshot. Uh, uh, Birmingham, fifty-four to twelve in the hockey game, yeah. and won at three-two. <laughs> I, I was doing an interview with Wayne after the game, yeah. and he was he was talking about, oh, there's no way we should have lost that game. I mean, you know, we just gave that to the Oilers. Right, <laughs> fifty-four shots against. Come on, awesome but stuff. he was seventeen years old. <laughs> you knew right away, though, he was going to be a oh. Yeah, incredibly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we. Uh, uh, it, it it didn't take. Uh, I I forget how many games he played with uh, uh, with uh, in Indy. Indianapolis. Yeah. I think it might have been nine games. Yeah, or something, something like, like that. Yeah, not a and, lot. And then all of a sudden, uh, we get this this announcement that uh, Peter Driscoll, Eddie Mio, and uh, Wayne. and Wayne Gretzky are traded to the Oilers, and. You know, I mean, the first time we saw him practice, where you know guys are going, 
oh man, this guy can skate. He's That's... not very big, but he can skate. He's, he's, you know, he was making behind the back passes, and we're, we're going, how good is this guy? He's 17 years old. How is he going to be when he's 21? And he was, he got better. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh... <laughs> The, the great mythology out there is oh, people like, well, you know, he wasn't that explosive of a skater. Go on a YouTube oh. and watch Wayne's ability to separate from opposition players. It was the quickness and his anticipation. Yeah. Like he just, and, and just your, in relation to your 17 uh, year old thing, uh, Derek Roy was with the Oilers in fourteen fifteen, and he'd skated with Connor McDavid the previous summer, the year before Connor was drafted. Oh, yeah. And I I, I said, you know, he's, he was telling me the story. He goes, yeah, well, I skate with McDavid in the summer. I go, how good is he? And he goes, well, he'd be a 70-point guy. I, I go, next year when, when he comes in the league? He goes, no, he'd be a 70-point guy as a 17-year-old in the NHL right now. He's that good right wow. now. Wow. And I'm like, well, 70 points today is a hell of a lot of points, Derek. And he goes, <laughs> I, I know, he'd be a 70-point guy. I'm telling you. He's that like he goes. He probably could have played in the league as a sixteen-year-old. That's that's what he said, right? It so, is not something. Yeah. yeah. All right. The hockey hall of famer is in studio. Rod Phillips. Uh, you can text us at six thirty six thirty if you have any uh, questions for Rod uh, or you want to uh, just uh, share a couple of your favorite Rod stories or what Rod meant to you as a kid growing up. That sort of thing. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.